Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The numbers told the story. They always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Wednesday morning, too. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlon. It's happening, Kelly. Yeah. Producer, Not much, man. Producer number nine. It's happening. Whew. Wish I was. Uh, it's collusion season. It's collusion season. Love Sleep it. over at Aaron Rodgers' house season. Oh, my God. So bad the Jets flew back. I wanted to make Aaron Rodgers sleepover jokes all show. Oh, we can let you do that still. You still. These, you you think just, you made a blanket for it? We'll just do a segment. Jokes that Kelly Bidlin <laughs> wanted to tell. We'll just have a little segment. We'll slot down that. anything. <laughs> slot that in segment three. Uh, on the show today, Peter Keating joins us. For those who have listened to this show or watched this show for years, you may recall Peter Keating is a guy who used to work at ESPN for ESPN the magazine. He used to do a segment called Giant Killers. Uh, the teams that have the characteristics to pull off upsets come big dance time. Well, he's not at ESPN anymore. He's at The Athletic. It's no longer called Giant Killers. It's called Bracket Busters. We'll do the exact same thing, though. Different title. Bracket busters. He will join us. Not only uh, the mid majors that can do it, but also we're going to have a lot of you know power conference middling teams that might fit that bill as well. So we'll talk about that. Dan Weston on Indian Wells, which begins today. By the way, hope you heard the podcast, or hope you, uh, if you're a tennis hard like uh, Drew Dinsick and I are, we did the uh, podcast yesterday. T- tennis hardos, he calls them. Uh, for Indian Wells, the de facto fifth major of the tennis tour. It begins today, in about four hours. There in the desert in California, uh, Dan Weston will join us to give his play of the day. I have plays coming up as well for day one. Mike Pritchard to talk about this Michigan in the NFL going on with Lamar Jackson, which we'll get to here in a couple seconds. Will Hill, who tells me he's going to do it from his bed. That's how tired he is today. So uh, he's going to have to reset his cameras. He'll do it lying down. Uh, today and Matt Brown. Hey, Matt Brown, you booked Matt Brown. Wow. Yeah, tough get. He had to move around a couple things, but yeah, we got him on the show. Today. Co-host of the handle because Kelly and Matt got to talk about golf's fifth major or the PGA's major, the Players Championship. That's right. That's the right. most the most non-predictive course, the, the the least course predictive of all golf tournaments. So we'll take 4. a stab at that 5 as well. Five mil to the winner this week. All right, we got to talk about this though. So. Giants signed Daniel Jones to a four-year contract. They're paying him $40 mil a year. What is happening? Saquon gets the franchise tag. He'll make $10 million. $82 million guaranteed for Daniel Jones. And I'm the guy, and I'll, I'll, just, I'll be consistent about this. I know everybody loved Brian Dable. 
but I'll say it again. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Is that the color you get? Blue in the face? The yeah. Giants were super fortunate with lots of things last year. When they built up their 7-2-1 and record, it was performing on third and fourth downs in a way that they didn't on first and second. In other words, much, much better in high-leverage situations, performing much, much better inside the red zone than outside the red zone. And you can say, oh, well, they just knew how to play harder then. No, 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 no. Those things tend to regress, and they did to a certain extent, but the Giants got the best of that. Dable got a lot of credit, in my humble opinion, where he shouldn't have. By the way, it doesn't mean he's a bad coach. I'm still saying he's a good coach. I just don't think he should have been coach of the year. And Daniel Jones is the beneficiary of a lot of that good fortune as well, to the tune of 40 mil a year if you average it out. Boy, oh boy. This, and this is the cruel trick of the NFL. You're making decisions on guys that you don't know. You can only win a Super Bowl on a rookie contract where you overperform or you can pay other people or if you're a Hall of Famer. Uh, Daniel Jones didn't either of those two things. At least not yet. Yep. So there's that. I don't even know. It's one of those, I don't know what to say the Giants did right or wrong, though. You know, I they're trying to run it back. It went 9-7-1. and one. You, you, What are they running back, but, man? I, I, I yeah. know. But it's, it's, it is the... It's one of the most difficult things in the NFL, right? Deciding what to do with a quarterback in that position coming off the rookie deal and what are you going to do? Move on from him, try to give him another shot, but waste money while you're doing it? I mean, 9-7-1. Do you think they have a better record or a worse record next season? Worse. Me too. Same or not, or worse. Same or worse. Uh, Jets, as Kelly alluded to, had conversations with the Packers and quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it has been confirmed regarding a potential trade of the four-time MVP to the Jets, according to sources, contingent of Jets team officials, including owner Woody Johnson, general manager Joe Douglas, head coach Robert Sala, and offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Don't forget about that. Aaron, of course, familiar with him from his Green Bay days. They flew to California on Tuesday to meet in person with Rodgers. Sources said it's unclear whether the meeting will ultimately result in a trade, however. what was it? Give us one of your jokes that you were going to make. I don't have anything really. Okay. I, don't, I just wanted to make, like, blanket four jokes and stuff Man. about them having a sleepover and, Man. you know, what Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers are talking about. <laughs> um, here's the big one, though. Can we talk about this, though? Lamar Jackson. So we talked about it yesterday. We opened the show with it that – the Ravens had a choice. If they couldn't come to terms with Lamar Jackson, which we and everybody else kind of knew they weren't going to because the gap was, was too wide and they had been negotiating for 25 months. They couldn't come to a deal. The deadline was 4 p.m. Eastern yesterday, 1 p.m. Pacific. To tag him and tag him, they had a choice with. Either exclusive or non-exclusive. $45 million a year versus $32 million a year. Eh, $13 million. Once you're up there, Kelly, what's the difference, right? $13 million is the answer. Anyway, they non-exclusive tagged him which is what we figured they would do because the Colts, the, the, did I say the Colts? The Ravens don't want to pay Lamar Jackson the market price that the Browns established with Deshaun Watson. This is the deal. Nobody wants, NFL owners that is, they don't want, as we said yesterday, to have this establish the market, let alone from a division rival, just to add a little uh, twist to the knife on it. So they non-exclusive franchise tagged him which means that any team, that they're open for business, and any team can make an offer, and the Ravens have the opportunity to match said offer. It has to be two first-round picks. They can certainly negotiate that as well, but that's, that's the baseline. And so immediately when they did that, here is the parade of tweets. Can we do these one by one, Kelly? This, nope. is, this is from Joe Person. Joe Person who, uh, where does he work? See from the uh, let it go. I got to check on that. He says Scott Fitterer certainly will discuss. It has discussed Lamar Jackson because that's what he does. But the Panthers are not expected to be in the Jackson market per league sources. Yes, the Athletic. The Athletic. 
Let's go to the next one. These, these all came in succession very quickly after the Ravens gave him the non-exclusive tag, gave Lamar Jackson the non-exclusive tag. Diana Russini from ESPN. The Atlanta Falcons will not be pursuing quarterback Lamar Jackson per sources. By the way, Bill Barnwell wrote an extensive piece at ESPN.com where he listed 16 teams, half the league, that would make sense for Lamar Jackson. He had Atlanta as number one. Yep. Vincent Bonsignor, who is a Raiders um, guy, both in print and in media, if you're wondering if the Raiders will be involved in Lamar Jackson, the answer is very unlikely. Next, Kimberly A. Martin from ESPN. Been trying to gauge league-wide interest in Lamar Jackson since the Ravens placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. Washington is a team that on paper makes sense, just like the Falcons. But based on what I'm hearing, the commanders are not likely to pursue Jackson. And oh, by the way, one more, Jeff Darlington at ESPN. The Dolphins will not be pursuing Lamar Jackson or any other starting quarterbacks this offseason. Multiple team sources tell me, as one source said, Mike fully believes two is the perfect fit for his system. It's just a collusion. So, How many people do you think know that song? <laughs> oh, and wow. always collusion. At least the, the Dolphins have the out of being able to say this. What do you, what do you, if, you're the, if you're the Falcons, the Panthers, the Commanders, like what? What? Well, for those of us who are uh, Washington football team fans for our, for our lives, the big thing that we were texting back and forth yesterday, and this is now a very widely talked about, you know, theory, but let's show this one as well if we could. I don't know if it started with this gentleman. This is a, uh, this is a fantasy guy primarily, Gary Davenport, who came, you know, he says this, and this speaks for all, all of us who were texting back and forth yesterday. If you're Dan Snyder, why the hell would you care about this stuff? I'll add about this collusion in parentheses. Make the other owners furious. Cash your $5 billion check and strut off into the sunset. In other words, in the same way that we said Lovey Smith was going to take his final shot at the NFL and at the Houston Texans specifically, not the NFL, but at the Houston Texans by winning that last game for the Texans and preventing them from having the number one pick in the draft and forcing them to have to trade a number one. Dan Snyder, who I still don't believe is going to sell, but if he were, this would be the ultimate send-off where he'd just be like, you know what? I'm not going to have to pay this. Whoever's going to own the, whoever I'm selling to is going to pay this contract. See ya. Wouldn't want to be NFL owners for all that you've done to me. And from his perspective, all that they've done to him, that would be awesome. And I've been on this show before, Kelly. How many times have I said, if Washington got Lamar Jackson, I would lose my mind. I'd be so happy. Um, this would be awesome. Do it, Dan Snyder. It would be great because it, you'd be gone too. Most importantly, it is, it, it is definitely. I mean, as much as we're joking here, it, it, it is one of the most realistic options of Lamar Jackson leaving Baltimore oh. and actually being taken by Oh, I'm team. not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking at all. By the way, Bill Barnwell, when he wrote that piece yesterday, and it's available at ESPN.com, one of the reasons, you know, he, he gave a why it makes sense, why it doesn't make sense for all the 16 teams sure. he listed. The why it doesn't make sense, he said, for Washington, doesn't really hold water regionally. I know he's not from the DMV. That's what the kids call D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Um, he was saying, oh, they wouldn't want to have Lamar Jackson play, you know, just down the road. D.C. and Baltimore, for those who are unfamiliar with the East Coast, D.C. and Baltimore are completely different places, completely different cultures. It's not like the Bay Area where, like, San Jose is farther from San Francisco than D.C. is from Baltimore, but they all consider themselves the Bay Area. It ain't like that on the East Coast. But Chrissy and I, and Chrissy Todd Wishnev and I were just talking about this the other day. Todd Wishnev and Chrissy Andrews have never laid eyes on Washington, D.C., and I've never laid eyes on Pittsburgh. 
Now, it's Western Pennsylvania, but just gives you an idea yeah. how different all of these cultures are. You know, Philadelphia, another thing. Philadelphia's two and a half hours up the road from D.C. Eh, I can count less than ten times I've been there. Maybe five times. You know, like, it's just, it's a different world. So that's not, that's not a viable thing. They couldn't care less about that, in my opinion. Come on, Dan Snyder, do it. Would be great. It's just a collusion. This is this is amazing. This is amazing collusion, though. Like, this is obvious, right? People know this, right? Teams don't come out and tell reporters this if there's not an agenda behind it. And always collusion. What a great song that is. 1980, the group is Imagination. The name of the song was Just an Illusion. What percentage of the audience do you think knows that song? Three, I'm eight. 3.4%. I'm going to go with that. Kelly. On the Players' Championship and my tennis picks next. Numbers gave Visa, the sports, netting, sports betting network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. day. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state of the art technology. And fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Should I Ron Burgundy my way through uh, tweets, uh, Kelly? Should we live a little? Yeah, it's probably something I should never suggest, but sure, go for it. Should we? Let's see what I got here. Let me go Cronkite style, take off the glasses. Drew Dinsick, by the way, chiming in with his tennis picks. He's got Zapata Miralles on the uh, men's side. 
and Peterson and Parks on the women's side. By the way, we are simpatico on one of those women's plays, which I'll give my picks here momentarily. What are you doing, Drew? You got to get after that fresh, fresh powder, bro. Like, come on, that that ski's not, that snow's not going to ski itself. Come Will, on, Will Hill. Much to everyone's disappointment, yes, I will be on ANG this morning. <laughs> Coming up at eight fifteen or eleven fifteen Pacific. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, okay, some tennis all about the podcast. This is what happens when you Ron Burgundy through because you're like, hmm, Matt Warrior talking about UCLA Warrior thirteen. Uh, let's see, Scott, New York Mets 16. I know you're going to talk about the collusion with Lamar, but wouldn't it have been smarter for the Giants to give him $40 million instead of Danny Dimes and franchise Saquon? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but you have to give him a whole lot more than $40 million. You do. You have to right. give him this, You have to give him way more. This is where this discussion, this is where people are not understanding some of this yeah. discussion. Yeah, maybe, we should, maybe yeah. we should backtrack it. So what we are saying with this is the NFL owners – the, the Cleveland Browns did something that per NFL owners was reckless. They signed, remember that Deshaun Watson was going to be an Atlanta Falcon. In fact, some people in this studio may oh. have actually bet that. <laughs> Kelly Midland. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he turned around and he's like, ah, oh, I was just kidding. I love Cleveland. Why? Because the Cleveland Browns guaranteed every penny of that $253 million. And so Lamar Jackson is operating with that as a baseline. Yes. And the NFL owners are like, oh, no, we're not doing that. Kelly, give you a rental car the, example, the, if you the, will. The Browns – give you what? Your rental car example. I thought rental that was car. a wonderful yeah, – yeah, yeah, yeah. The Browns went rogue, right? They yes. went rogue. Mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinion, what's go- what you are seeing over the past 24 hours is the NFL owners trying to reset – what they think the quarterback market should be in the NFL. And that there mm-hmm. has always been in the NFL a attitude from the owners that there is only so much money that is going to be guaranteed to players. It is not going to turn into the NBA or something like that where players are controlling what happens in this league. So if you think about what transpired yesterday, this non-exclusive tag gets put on Lamar Jackson – which means that he can now negotiate with other teams, right, Gil? They can come to an agreement. The Baltimore Ravens then have a chance to match whatever offer he might be given. What happened yesterday was a bunch of teams, I don't want to say willingly came out, but were reached out to by reporters. And when they often would say, no comment, I can't comment on this story right now, there's ongoing stuff beyond the scenes. When have you ever seen a flood? Exactly. All those tweets we went through in that first segment are a bunch of teams coming out and letting the world know That's right. that we have no interest in giving this guy, and not it has nothing to do with Lamar Jackson, no. giving anybody a certain amount of guaranteed money that is not going to happen in this business anymore. Well, it has, it has to do with Lamar Jackson in the sense that Lamar Jackson has decided that that is the parameters in which he is working. Which he should. Yes, he should. which he should. He just happens now, to be the, the example. Now. And now for those who are like, oh, it's going to be tough to do this without an agent. He's going to have to field all these offers from all these teams. Well, apparently not. Yeah. Apparently not. Now, in, in my rental car example during the break, it was the, it, like, think you can think <laughs> about this in everyday life. This is, yeah. you're the hot shot working at, well, i got to remember my rental car companies now. You're the hot shot working at Avis, right? Yeah. You want to leave for <laughs> another job, okay? Uh-huh. And before you can even take an interview with Hertz or Budget or whatever other rental car companies are out there, they're all like, now, you know what? We're actually good. We don't, we're don't. we not interested in this specific person at all. Uh, we're good with Bobby that we've got 
not running the desk right now. We do not. We're not interested in this more qualified applicant for the job. The, the, we're best, good. the best part of that was you're the hot shot at Avis. <laughs> like, what would that person have to do to become the hot shot? Las Vegas 514. Yo, is there something wrong medically with Lamar Jackson? Somebody knows something and ain't talking? What say you? I mean, we know what the story is with Lamar Jackson. He's coming back from a knee injury to the extent that you believe it's, you know, as serious as he said it was. That's up to you. But um, he'll be fine for next year. So, but here's the thing. Falling off that guilt, right? Yeah. That is a fair question to ask. There are, it is completely fair for some teams to have doubts about Lamar Jackson and to not want to bring him in. The fact, though, that they're not even having a conversation with the guy, looking at medicals with the guy or anything like that, tells you everything you need to know, in my opinion. Jesse Welch, I have now finally learned why the kids call it the DMV. Appreciate you, Gilly. Yeah, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Palm Readers checks in. I think the Lamar guaranteed money has to uh, put has to be put in escrow. Dan Snyder doesn't have that type of cash available, according to uh, recent reports. Mm. We've learned de- anything. Depends who you believe. Dan there, Snyder will get that kind of cash if yeah, he needs to. He'll, he'll, he'll get that kind of cash. You want some tennis picks? What you got, man? Let's do some tennis. Um, I didn't like anything on the men's side today. Nothing. Um, nothing whatsoever. I did like three on the ladies' side. Two of them are, two of them have gone uh, in my direction. One has gone the opposite direction. Katie Swan, I got at minus 116. I'm going to look at uh, current prices right now as to what you can get Katie Swan at. Uh, Katie Swan on the uh, ladies' side. These, by the way, none of the matches start for a few hours. Katie Swan is taking on Christina Buxa. Katie Swan is now minus 128. I, it's still playable to me. I wouldn't play it past minus 130, though. I think you're sort of at the edge. Um, but Katie Swan, I got it minus 116. The one at the bottom, which Drew, unbeknownst to me, Drew and I do not talk about this beforehand, I took Rebecca Peterson. I thought that number uh, that was offered last night against uh, Marta Kostyuk, who just came off a, a tournament win last week and might be a little fatigued. Uh, Rebecca Peterson's a, a really good player who I bet on successfully a few times in the last month. She's now down to plus 145. I wouldn't play her any lower than plus 140, quite frankly. But the one in the middle there, you'll get a better price than I did. I got Lesia Tsarenko last night at plus 101. She's actually plus 110 now against Julin. So Julin has taken in a lot of money this morning. But I am uh, going with Tsarenko, and you should definitely play it at the, the price she's currently offered. So those are the three tennis picks. Swan, Peterson, and Sorenko, Swan, Peterson, and Sorenko. Kelly, want to talk some golf? What you? Yeah, got? let's do it. Yeah, I can run, run through my bets here, and we'll get we'll talk a bit more about it with Matt Brown when he yep. joins us in about an hour. But yeah, Players Championship this week. Uh, this is about as elevated as elevated fields are going to get this year. We've got 144 players, uh, $25 million purse up for grab, $4.5 million to the winner. Want to make a quick note for anybody involved in one and done. Uh, or anything like that this week, Gil, you don't hold back anymore on those big players. This is time to yes. let, let the Kraken loose, I believe, is what Matt actually said on the podcast yesterday. Because the purse is what matters. Yeah, a yeah. 4.5 mil to the winner is massive, massive. Uh, as far as guys that I played this week, Patrick Cantlay uh, actually went in on him. All three of us on Long Shots played Patrick Cantlay. Make sure to ch- uh, check out. Long shots, head over to vison.com, find a podcast wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, you can hear Wes Reynolds, myself, and Matt Brown discuss all of our 
uh, bets for this week and the Players' Championship. Dive a little bit more deep, uh, deeply. Uh, but Patrick Cantlay, coming in the week, a third at Riviera, fourth at Bay Hill. He was third uh, stroke uh, tee to green there. Approach is going to be so important again this week. Um, has missed the cut three straight years at this event. But like you said, Gil, Past past performances on this course are not very predictive of not future performances. Um, he's been great on Pete Dye designs. This was one that uh, I was getting ready. It's, it's a shorter number. I think you could get in live if you're more comfortable with that, possibly. I didn't want to miss out on, the, on it, though, in case he starts off hot. You can see I do have a first-round leader bet on him as well. Max Homa, I'm not going away from Homa. 22 to 1, I'm back in. Was first in the field in approach last week. Just had a bad week putting. Uh, he's on absolute fire. 14th, 2nd, 39th, 1st, and 3rd are his finishes this year. Uh, I'm all over him. He also finished T13 last year here. Terrell Hatton, uh, this one real quick. This is more of a numbers play. Just from where I've got him rated in my in my kind of modeling, 35 to 1, 40 to 1, you'll be able to find on him some places, which is just a little off. So played an outright on him. Jason Day, absolutely love him this week. I just couldn't get him da get down on an outright number as short uh, as he's at right now. 2016 Players Champ, four consecutive top tens coming into this week. Top five in every single model that I ran this week, Gil, for this tournament. And then my boy, Keegan Bradley. I hate the outright number, but I'm not missing out on a Keegan Bradley win. Most uh, <laughs> strokes gained versus the field past five years at this tournament. 12th in my last 12-round model. Love Keegan this week. Big top 20 bet on him. Big top 20 bet on Max Homa, Jason Day, and Patrick Cantlay. Those are my big bets of the week. Keegan Bradley's your new... Uh... Your new Gary Woodland. Oh, yeah. Keeks has always been my boy. Keeks. We go back. We Keeks. go back. Keeks. You and Keeks. Yeah. College Hoops with Peter Keating next. Which are the teams that have the greatest bracket buster profile? On the other side, Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Split bets. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you smarter, better year round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits are available for every game at vsin.com college basketball conference tournaments full swing now everybody in action tonight well not everybody the uh the american and the ivy league and the mac are still uh yet to start but today the big east begins the big 10 the big 12 the MEAC, the mountain west the pac 12 the sec the swack plus you got uh three more auto bids in play the big sky championship where uh 12 and 22 northern arizona is in play let's go lumberjacks whoa Patriot League uh, and the Southland finals as well. Uh, Will Hill will give us his uh, plays in those. Will Hill, who's leading our college basketball contest, the Humans Invitation. Still doing it. There you go. Will. Oh yeah, they still, He's got still it. leading it. I meant still leading it. Yeah, I think he was five and zero this past week. So we'll get to Will Hill coming up. This gentleman, ladies and gentlemen, I met over a decade ago. Now it's amazing we can say that. Uh, so many of us met. Uh, so many of the guests on this show met at the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference. Uh, just one of the greatest conferences that has ever existed on planet Earth. Uh, I loved him from the moment I met him. He was at ESPN at the time, writing for ESPN the magazine. He had, and he and he really made famous this segment called Giant Killers, where he identified him and his his partners identified the characteristics uh, most common for teams that enter the big dance that are capable of big upsets. He also uh, can identify the opposite, the bigger teams or the more uh, conventional favorites that are most susceptible to carnage. 
Now he plies his trade with the Athletic. It's no longer called Giant Killers. It's called Bracket Busters. We bring in my buddy Peter Keating. How you doing, Peter? I am doing great, first of all. Thanks for staying with us for so long. Second of all, I note once again every year the rapidity with which you speak is increasing. It's getting to be like the guy who uh, comes out and reads the fine print at the Oscars. It's uh, You're talking faster than ever. It's fantastic. Great to, great to speak with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Peter, it's great to it's great to uh, to talk to you. Let, let's define, if we could, first the characteristics that you have identified through the years that is most common for teams capable of major upsets. Come the big dance next week. Here's the deal, Gil. In order to beat a team that's objectively superior, you have to muck things up. You have to play high risk, high reward basketball. You have to maximize either or both the number of your possessions or the value of your possessions. Because, after all, if you're playing Alabama or Tennessee or TCU, <clears throat> it's unlikely you're going to outshoot them, even if you get hot. Um, what you need to do is you need to crash the offensive boards for extra possessions. You need to do everything you can to force and generate turnovers. You also need to take a lot of threes, whether or not you make them, because you need the value of your shots to be greater than your opponent's. So I would high reward play intelligently and efficiently done here. Okay. So, and this year, uh, not that this is, not that this is brand new, but maybe it, maybe it's drifted a little more towards us. It's not only mid majors we're talking about. We're talking about sort of middling big conference schools as well. That'll, that'll come up more often than not. Well, yeah, because uh, I mean, if you look at the number of uh, auto bids um, and then look at which, which smaller conferences are likely to get any second or third bids. Now, I mean, there's Gonzaga and St. Mary's, okay, there's the Mountain West. But smaller conferences are, might get a total of zero bids, okay? Like, um, so, like, Bradley just lost in the Missouri, you know, in the Arch Madness uh, conference final. They would have been an excellent giant killer, but I don't think they're getting a bid, right? So what you have are, like, the 10-11 the, um, lines are going to be populated by teams like uh, North Carolina State, Missouri, and uh, not Missouri, Mississippi State. I mean, power conference teams, teams we like to call wounded assassins because they usually have double-digit losses and they're dangerous, but they're not going to make the top half of your brackets. They're going to be they're going to be all over that 11 line. And I should also say, in the second round, you know, if you're looking for deep upsets. Those are your eight and nine or seven, eight, nine seeds, right? And those teams are pretty potently filled with. Uh, power conference teams again this year. So people ought to keep an eye on Mississippi State, which just plays brutally slow, does not take threes, hits the board, forces tons of steals, and they should look at Missouri. Missouri wouldn't be what we call a giant killer till the second round because they're probably going to be an eight or a nine seed, but they could be really lethal against the top seed because they do all of these things we're talking about to generate extra possession. Peter, let me let me ask you to repeat what team you're talking about because your audio dropped out right when you said the team name. Say again. <laughs> that was that was on purpose. No, it wasn't. I was gonna say that was just to build suspense. But I was gonna say of those power conference teams likely to get lower seats, Mississippi State really stands out. Um, they hit the boards, they generate tons of steals, they play at a brutally slow pace, so they they muck things up with better opponents. And, you know, their record shows that they've Consistent. They're capable of beating good teams and of losing to bad teams, but that's okay. In the NCAA tournament, who cares how much you lose by? You just need to win by one against a better foe. All right, we'll file Mississippi State away. 
and then give us a little other some some other teams further down the list. What do you got? Okay, so of teams that have already made the tournament, Charleston is one to keep an eye on. Uh, they they are a team that probably would have gotten uh, um, a bid even if they didn't win their conference tournament in previous seasons. But fortunately, unlike some of our other tournaments, they have made it all the way through the conference. They do all of these things we're talking about. They force turnovers. They hit threes. Um, and everyone wants an out-of-left-field pick. Here's ours for this year. The Sam Houston State Bearcats. That's Bearcats with a K, Gil, okay, for those who are spelling along <laughs> at home. Um, out of the Western Athletic Conference, they have to win the conference tournament, but we think there's about a 30% chance that they could be an average team seated five slots higher. They are so smart, and they play so efficiently, and they do everything necessary to beat better opponents. I'll give you one more team that also has to win its conference. This may be more familiar, but we love North Texas. Mm. They play at a crawl. They, they, their coach, Grant McCaslin, basically has designed this team to create a slow, drawn-out process that drives opponents crazy, throws them off kilter. Um, they, had a, they, had a, they were a giant killer uh, two years ago. It was very exciting. Uh, they beat uh, Purdue, I believe it was. And um, they're, they're like a program set up to do this. So we love San Houston State. We love uh, North Texas. I'd also keep an eye on Kent State if they make it out of the MAC. Um, you know, every year teams that we like get knocked off in their conference tournaments, and that's unfortunate. But uh, keep an eye on keep an eye on that those those few. All right, let's let's review that. College of Charleston, you mentioned Kent State there at the end. Obviously, North Texas, yep. you mentioned Mississippi State at the top, you mentioned. What was another one in there again? I want people to look toward the second round also because once you get your one versus eight, you know, or two versus seven uh, matchups or two versus ten, whatever, those are further chances for deep upsets. And the team with the staggering numbers for us in that category is Missouri. Um, mm. Dennis Gates, the new coach there, uh, fully gets what it means to maximize the value and the number of your possessions, played all those strategies. But he's kind of just begun recruiting. This is his first year. He doesn't have a lot of length on that team yet. So they fly up and down the court. They basically give up on rebounding in order to force tons of turnovers, shoot tons of threes, and... Um, and it's really effective at beating superior opponents. They've also been inconsistent, but they're a really dangerous middle bracket team this year. So look for that. For, look for Missouri in the second round. We got a lot of Mizzou graduates here at the network. They'll be happy to hear that. Okay, and then we got about a minute here, Peter. Uh, the opposite of that would be the teams that conventional wisdom has as favorites to go all the way, but uh, that might be susceptible to a giant killer. Who who meets that profile? Okay, so there's two kinds of teams to look at for vulnerabilities. One is the teams that just play slow, and no matter how good they are, they have a hard time shaking opponents who are playing well against them. The classic example, and vulnerable again this year, because they're not as good as they have been in the recent past, Virginia. I don't have to tell you oh. or their fans, sadly, that Virginia is always vulnerable to an opponent that plays efficiently. The second group is, and this, is, this always upsets their fan bases because these teams are fun to watch, but if you watch a team... That basically based, its greatness is based on outshooting its opponents, its effective field goal percentage, or the percentage is two or three point field goal percentage. They can be great on offense or they could be great on defense, but if you have one bad shooting night in the tournament, it's over. Like the reverse of who cares how much you lose by, and it's for, for, for an overdog, for a favorite, it's all about downside protection. And if all you have really going for you is how well you shoot, 
one bad night, you're sent home. You have to hit the boards. You have to generate turnovers or at least protect the ball. Two teams that are very vulnerable because of that are Creighton and Xavier. Um, you know, both very good teams, but Xavier's had a little more trouble than other good teams putting away bad opponents. Creighton's high quality is based in basically in the difference between how well it shoots and how well it limits opponent shooting. That's, that's a great thing to have a great regular season by. It's a great thing to have a good game by, but it can go south, and all you need to do is go south once and you're sent home. Peter, thank you so much. Great talking to you. Always great to talk to you. Look forward to it. Peter, good luck with your brackets. You too. Peter Keating from The Athletic with Bracket Busters and those susceptible. By the way, Kelly, uh, was that from the surface of the moon? I came very close to saying uh, to asking him uh, to say that's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. <laughs> See how that worked out with that Bones, audience. Man. Dan Weston, not quite from the moon, but from England on tennis next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. <laughs> numbers game on v the sports betting network attention BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do here's a chance for both of you to earn a 50 dollars bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's refer a friend program just sign into your BetMGM account click on the refer a friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM. and once your friend signs up and makes a deposit you'll both receive a 50 dollars bonus visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. You know, there's a lot of things, ladies and gentlemen, that I love about Kelly Bidlin, producer number nine, so much more than a producer. Uh, but top of the list is 
I have never heard a human being pound on a keyboard as hard as Kelly does. What is that, Kelly Bidlin? Why why do you show that keyboard who's boss? Why do you feel I, I, I don't know. The Pe- need people to do that? people have tried to play that uh like amateur psychologist thing. They're like, You typed on a typewriter before, <laughs> didn't you? Where you really punched the keys. I'm like, nah, I just I, I just type loudly, I guess. Phenomenal. The, the story I always bring up though, whenever you have whenever you mention this, is the news producer that I worked next to basically in a cubicle type setting. Uh, in a newsroom, worked next to her for almost an entire year before out of nowhere one day, she just basically jumped out of her chair and started yelling at me, why do you type so loud? I cannot concentrate at all. Like you could have just asked me to quiet it down a little bit over the past year. We get tweets at Beanie the Book. Joe Nigro, he says uh, the uh, the hot shot at Avis would be able to both take the reservation and hold the reservation. (laughs) Yes, excellent, (laughs) excellent Seinfeld reference. Uh, Rick Ollier, hey, just checking to see if you're actually Ron Burgundying your way through these tweets. Hi, I'm Gillen. I love Dan Snyder. Carry on. Hashtag let's ride. <laughs> well done, Rick. David Dudley, DK moved from plus 110 to plus 100. As soon as I was ready to bet, it still found plus 105 at BetMGM. I, I suppose he's talking about the tennis plays. Not sure. Uh, let's see. Let's go with uh, uh, Matt F. in Sports Better X there in Canada. He says, you would crush it here in Ontario with Cool Bet. Always the slowest moving tennis book. Swan still minus 106. Serenko minus, uh, plus 118. And Peterson plus 175 currently. Nice. Oh, yes. Jamie Leva. Thank you, Jamie. He says, Sam Houston State was the team missed in the recra- recap. Great show as always. Peter Keating from the surface of the moon on that one. Speaking of tennis, ladies and gentlemen, tennis is de facto fifth major. Going to start in oh, less than or just over three hours from now in the desert in California at Indian Wells, the BNP Paribas Open. Tennis paradise is what they call it. Dan Weston joins us from England to help us along. How you doing, Dano? Yeah, I am good, Gil. And, and uh, interestingly enough, I'm one of those people that's guilty of uh, heavy t- heavy typing as well. And my wife is frequently uh, really getting very annoyed at that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When my laptop's on so the kitchen table... And she's she's doing something on the kitchen table as well. She's like, "You're moving the table. You're moving the table. You're vibrating it. You type too loud. <laughs> all of the above. All of the above." Th- so, thanks, yeah, Dave. Uh... People, stop keyboard shaming <laughs> us out there. Stop keyboard shaming Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Mm. Now, um, maybe we're going to move to Ontario then, based on based yeah. on your uh... yeah. The very Sounds slow. Like a good plan. Yeah, very slow to move book. I'll meet you in Ontario, Dano. That's for sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. By the way, by the way, did I see you tweeting a bunch of cricket stuff? Is that what I saw recently from you? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that, I work a lot with cricket teams yeah. and stuff. We'll do money ball stuff. So yeah, yeah, tweeting plenty of stuff about that. Okay, as well. it's out in the open now, is what I'm saying. So you're 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 copping to the cricket love as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not allowed to bet on it though because I'm working with teams and right. stuff. So there's. there's restricted so okay. i can't tell you my best bets on that anyway no 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 <laughs> i don't know how many people do you think would be like well i gotta get dan weston's cricket bets here this in this country all right yeah. let's talk about indian wells men's and women's side before this starts mm-hmm. let's take one look at the futures here the men's side and the draw came out monday afternoon our time uh which mm-hmm. was really sort of like they sort of you know they didn't really talk about it, it wasn't really announced very much in advance and then it finally just happened and we have a men's side, again, just to review, Rafael Nadal not playing because of injury, Novak Djokovic not playing because the United States is not lifting its non-vaccinated uh, foreigners 
uh, exe- or, or uh, ban, I should say, until May. So literally waiting till after the sunshine double, uh, at least uh, national by law till May for that to happen. So Novak's not playing, and obviously Roger Federer retired. Carlos Alcaraz has an injury, which may or may not be something uh, that is being mm-hmm. overrated. And Daniil Medvedev, who's the other sort of de facto, you know, big name in this, he probably got the best of the draw. So Medvedev is plus 250, Alcaraz plus 650, and then you have Yannick Sinner at plus 850, Tsitsipas at 9 to 1. Then everybody else is 20 to 1 or longer, including Holger Rune, who I put a little uh, little change on because I thought that was a long number. But he did not, you know, he's in a tough, tough quadrant. What did you do, if anything, with this? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so my thoughts initially is that obviously with with the absence of Djokovic in particular, that really does open up the field. And I think that there's a a case you can make against all of the top four contenders in the market. So it's going to be interesting. We've seen a couple of shock shock winners here in in recent years, and and it wouldn't shock me again if 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 we saw someone priced at twenty to one or or greater uh, to winning this tournament. Medvedev um, on a, on a normal hardcore would be shorter price than this. You know, more of a heavy favourite. Um, but he's he's pretty friendless right now, and and ultimately his Achilles heel will be slow slow court slow conditions. Yeah, and and that's what he's going to get here. Um, this is this is as good as it gets for a clay court or a hard court. This this event very very slow conditions, which in theory should suit Alcaraz. Uh, I would imagine it's this is a tournament I expect him to dominate over the next decade or so. Um, but obviously, as you, as you mentioned, there's this fitness concern from him. Didn't pull up any trees, even though he reached the final in Rio, where he lost to, to Cameron Norrie, but dropped sets against pretty mediocre opposition when he was an overwhelmingly heavy favourite as well. Um, I think even even only won like 6-4, six, 6-4 four, six, four against a guy who's ranked like 800 in the world in, in round one. So, you know, this he's, he's certainly got something to prove in terms of where he's at with uh, following his injury comeback. Uh, Sinner withdrew last tournament with illness. Uh, and, I mean, Sitsipas has been fade material like forever um, in these big tournaments and, and is drifting again quite significantly, um, which doesn't surprise me at all. The the opening lines on, on Sitsipas were, were really, really too short and, and provided no value whatsoever. Really, 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 really bad value. So, look, there's there's a case to take on all, all of those four. I don't mind any of a lot of the other players. You mentioned Runa. Um, again, he's got a tough bracket, but uh, yeah, he's got chances. Kasper Ruud, the same. The slow conditions might well help him. Uh, and I also quite like the chances of Cameron Norrie. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw, I, I see on your screen you've got 40 to 1 on Cameron Norrie, which is way bigger than you can get in England right now. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a really big price. Uh, that's at uh, BetMGM, yeah. You can arb that on Betfair right now. Uh, he he last traded twenty eight on Betfair, so which is twenty seven to one. So yeah, you can arb that right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm showing um, twenty seven to one on certain pillars of offshore as well. So forty to one at BetMGM is a phenomenal price on Cam Nori. Hundred uh, percent. And I I wrote about him in my Betfair preview today. Uh, he's my he's my main thought here. Uh, this morning he was thirty eight on Betfair, and now he's twenty eight. So the market is really on side with Cam Nori. Uh, and he's played these two clay tournaments in South America over the last couple of weeks. 
got to the final uh, against Alcaraz, lost, lost the first one, and then beat him in the second one to get revenge. Uh, and this is an unusual calendar shift for Nori, where he's, I think he's been pretty smart. He won in 2021 here, and now he's going to adjust and acclimatise to slower conditions and being used to the time zone as well, which is critical. When you've got a lot of people coming from Europe and the UAE playing on faster hard courts or faster indoor hard courts, it's going to be much more difficult for them to acclimatise quickly. Nori has been smart with his scheduling. Yes. And uh, and that 40 to 1, I mean, I can't imagine that's going to last very long at all. Um, so, and Drew and I mentioned that on the podcast yesterday on the Beating the Book Indian Wells podcast. We missed you, by the way, Dan. Uh, but we said that, Sorry, that, that yeah. was no, that was such a great transition to go from clay to the slowest of hard courts, time zone the same. Brilliant strategy uh, from Nori. So, if I heard you correctly, just real quick, you like Nori in the quarter more than you do. But at forty to one, you would also advocate him at forty to one. But did you do you well, like Carlos Alcaraz in the in the uh, in the full tournament? Not enough because not enough. of the okay. fact that, that he didn't convince me in Rio at all. Okay. Uh, then real quick, because we have 30 seconds, you do have a play yeah. today on the men's side? Yeah, uh, underdog play. Uh, Zapata Morales against Hugo Umber. Uh Umber has plummeted the, the, like a stone down the rankings, uh, barely inside the top 100 right now, has a poor record in slow conditions. And uh, Zapata Morales has done pretty well on clay of late. And, and again, this clay court, bias, if you like, in Miami is should be at the four, and I think the, the under, underdog price on, on him doesn't make any sense at all, so so we've got 2.7, 2.8-ish on, on, on Zapata Morales, and wow. looks a solid punt as an wow. underdog. Alright, you and Drew both on Zapata Morales, me and Drew both on Rebecca Peterson as dogs, and real quick, yes, no answer, are you going against Iga in this on the women's side? Can you? How can you? How, how can you? That's what I like to hear. Thank you, Dano. Dan Weston, everybody. We'll talk soon. Dan Weston at Tennis Ratings with uh, Pinnacle, rights for Pinnacle, also Betfair, tennis global expert. Mike Pritchard on the NFL drama next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway.